Hey pals, it's Manda. Another episode of Sunshine and Rainbows podcast is about to start. Before we begin, I just want to introduce you to our first guest on the podcast ever. Her name is Savvy, and she is one of my closest, dearest, and longest friends. During this episode, you're going to hear a lot about different experiences that she's had in life, and I hope you enjoy some of the incredible information and advice that she gives along the way. Let's get started. Oh my God, I am so excited. Everyone, this is Savvy. Hey, also known as Savigail, as I so fondly call her. Um, I have made up nicknames for her since we met freshman year of college, and that doesn't stop now. What is it? Eight Savigail years? Has been, like the the consistent one, though. Like that one has always been around. Yeah, I I can't believe it's been. I don't even know where it came from, but I love it. Eight years. Like, how has it been? Eight years since we met. I feel like we've been eight people. That's true. Yes. Uh, There have been very different uh, versions of us, but you know, we're, I think we're at the best version now, personally. Yeah, slowly becoming the best version. Yes. I think the best is yet to come for real, but (laughs) we're getting there slowly and surely. And I love every version of us. Yeah. We We always evolve together, which I'm a big fan of friends that can like move through different seasons together. If you don't know who Savvy is, um, you should, because one, I talk about her all the time on my social media, but recently she's just kind of exploded on TikTok. I'm not going to lie, like you're famous and I am like in the presence of a superstar here. But over the summer, talk about it. Like, you know, it was quarantine and you downloaded TikTok. Like, just tell me about it. Yeah, I feel like I was every other millennial at the time. We were all kind of like, what the hell is TikTok? For real. Because <laughs> um, we obviously knew about Musical.ly forever ago. I never, I didn't know that it had like transitioned or whatever. But um, I downloaded TikTok and it was just this really wonderful, positive, uh, high vibe kind of place. And I love that. Like that is absolutely what I thrive in. So it was really fun to sort of start playing with different content and doing voiceovers and learning dances took me forever just because I'm uh, a perfectionist so I procrastinate everything like, <laughs> I don't, don't want to try it if I'm not going to be perfect at it so that's sort of my my MO uh, but I sort of took that and like kind of started to dissect it and was like why am I like that why do I want to do that and mm-hmm. so I started thinking more about like my mental health and stuff so Started learning dances, putting some like um, mental health stuff on my page, some positivity stuff on my yeah. page, um, and really attracted some amazing people that I've developed actual friendships with, which I think is another really cool thing about the platform. But um, yeah, we're all sucked in now. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so with that, talking about mental health, I will say. Savvy and I, like we said, we've been friends for eight years and our friendship started with me being a naive freshman sorority girl being like, oh my God, you're pretty. Are you going through recruitment? And it turned into, hey, let's drink tequila and cry about our boyfriends while we watch Moulin Rouge to then becoming, oh, hey, we have a lot of the same 
things and our brains think the same way. And this is like mental health. Hey, maybe we should talk about it. And so our friendship really went, I feel like it started surface level and then it, it really just became what it is now. I know that I could go to you for anything and you already know what I'm thinking, you know, because we've shared so much about our mental health. Yeah. And I think, I think because of our similar like life experiences too, and the, the ways that we have grown up, um, those similarities gave us a really good foundation for like a solid friendship with zero judgment and a hundred percent trust. Like, and that's what I think is, is so cool about friendships that actually last because we both had friendships that have not lasted. Yes. <laughs> oh man so like speaking of the mental health aspect i was aware of some of the things that you struggle with as far as things you've been diagnosed with and over the summer i saw you open up about it on tiktok which i thought was so cool obviously biggest cheerleader for you always but i was so obsessed with that but then I felt like mama bear a little bit because you started getting some hate. Yeah, people don't always understand my disorder. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, some people tried to sort of tell me uh, about my own disorder, and I, I low-key just, like, put them in their place <laughs> respectfully. Respectfully. I'm a Sagittarius, so it's pretty straightforward with me. Like, I kind of... The savvy way, you know, yep. <laughs> That is what it is. Like, yeah. It's not my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, people just don't understand it fully sometimes. Okay, so I'm going to give you the floor now. Whatever you want to say about it, go for it. Educate us. We're here to learn. Yeah. So I, um, I have anxiety. I have depression. And depressive episodes are uh, rough, to say the least. Um, but I also have a disorder called trichotillomania that is essentially pulling or picking at hair on your body. Some people pull the hair off their head, some people pull their eyebrows. I personally pull my eyelashes, um, but some people even pull like arm hair, some people pull pubic hair, like whatever hair is on the body, it is fair game when it comes to trichotillomania. Um, and it's it's something that goes largely undiagnosed in the population, but it is something that is linked with other disorders like anxiety and depression. So uh, I think understanding it more for me is the key to my success with it. It's not something that's ever going to go away. Um, It's definitely something that I can manage and something that I can handle but I have to understand it in order to feel it. And I have to understand myself in order to manage it. Um, so learning like what my triggers were, um, anxiety being one of them, stress and anxiety, um, and being a perfectionist actually links into a lot of my, my job. So understanding that the stress from my job was affecting my mental health became really instrumental. And I, I had to sort of separate my identity from the work that I do, mm. um, which mm. <laughs> I know you're an Enneagram <laughs> very much a three trait. I am a one, so 
you know, perfectionist across the board, <laughs> uh, which is something that I, th- I think the word perfectionist and like the word OCD kind of get thrown around a little bit. Oh, yeah. For like the wrong reason. You really like to keep your kitchen clean yes. and looking nice doesn't actually mean that you have OCD. Um, so to say that you have OCD actually demeans the experience of a person who actually has a diagnosed disorder. And that's the thing is, yeah, OCD is thrown around so much and just in conversation and perfectionism and things like that. And so I think it is important to understand and not like take away from someone else's experience that really struggles with it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) So with the research that I have personally done being your friend and getting ready for this episode, I found out that, like you said, a lot of people go undiagnosed with trichotillomania and it's actually about two to six percent of the entire population, which means that one in 20 people struggle and deal with this on a daily basis. They don't even know. And a lot of the times the reasons why it's not diagnosed is because people are embarrassed to talk about it because it falls into like a vanity category because your hair, your eyelashes, your eyebrows, like those are things that people can immediately see with your appearance, you know? Mm -hmm. Definitely. And I think there's a lot of shame involved in it because of that, Um, which is another thing that I have definitely experienced. Um, Just like being, wanting to feel beautiful, wanting to look beautiful, uh, it's, it's, I feel like it's innate in me. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's because I'm a woman and I have been just soaked in societal standards for my entire life or what, but it really, like, I, I'm not wearing makeup right now and I do have, like, missing lashes in here and on the side. So anytime that, like, anytime that I... I don't know what I'm trying to say. Well, I know in college, you are an incredible makeup artist. You're incredibly creative. You literally taught me everything I know about makeup. But you also used to wear these like fabulous false eyelashes. And I was always so jealous of you. But then that's when you opened up to me and said, well, actually, it's because I really don't have many eyelashes. What I found is that wearing false lashes oftentimes keeps me from pulling. Mm. Um, so that's something that I have found personally okay. actually really helps a lot. Because um, otherwise, my lashes are just out and about for, for my hands to pull, yeah. basically. Um, I've also found that like I can wear certain mascaras and not get the itch to pull just because of, I think, how they feel on my yeah. lashes. Um, but there are some mascaras that... I can like wear it most of the day and not have fake lashes on. And by the end of the day, I'm like realizing that I pulled out some of my eyelashes just because of how it feels on, just because of how the, that formula feels mm-hmm. on my lips. So if it's clumpy or it's like not sitting right or if it's pulling um, certain lashes together that aren't usually like naturally together, um, that is another like trigger for me so Mm. a lot of times just having those lashes on will deter my little 
fingers here from making their way up to my house. I'm not bringing glue with me to work. No. <laughs> no. No, thank you. No, I won't do it. Ugh. So as far as understanding what you struggle with and live through on the daily, what do, are things you think that friends or family or random people off the street could potentially understand more about it? Or if there's anything that I guess people finding out now shouldn't ask someone with trichotillomania. Maybe that's my question. <laughs> yeah. I think for me personally, I'm not going to speak for everyone with trichotillomania because obviously like no one is a monolith, right? But for me, I found that opening up about my experiences with you and with my family and with friends who, who know me and like ask about it or like, I don't really mind any questions. I'm pretty open about mm -hmm. it at this point. Maybe at first I wasn't. Um, but for me, it really means a lot when like someone finds out that I have it, if they do, do a little research, like you taking the time to read something or watch a video or listen to, to a, a clip or whatever, like doing that alone like I am such a words of affirmation kind of person mm -hmm. so when you do that and then come and talk to me about it like that really means a lot to me so I would say coming from me doing a little bit of research on it and doing your own digging on it um and then coming and asking questions and trying to understand it more like well, what is it exactly and like are you comfortable telling me some of your triggers are you comfortable telling me how I can best help you yeah like those are the kinds of questions that lead to just a feeling of trust in a relationship with somebody so i think the more that you can develop that trust with someone the more open they will likely be about their own experiences and that's with mental health and any other human experience i think no i 100 percent agree with that because the more you talk about something and the more out in the open it becomes the less personal and hidden and ashamed I feel like it can be because about anything whether you're talking about something that you're struggling with something that you did once you expose it then you can start forming a plan and like steps forward and yeah just understanding other people's experiences more Definitely. Knowledge is power, baby. <laughs> it's true. So with the theme of this podcast being sunshine and rainbows, the, the idea is that my life seems one way. It's really not. When the world tells me to give up, what are some ways that I can problem solve? So with you, with this diagnosis, there's not really treatment for it. Based on the research I've done, there's not a medication yeah. you can take. There is like cognitive behavioral therapy to where you can try and retrain your thoughts. But really that is only as successful as the consistency that you go to therapy. And if you've had it for 20 years, going one session a week is gonna take a while to retrain your brain. So what are ways that you have creatively problem solved? I know you talked about your eyelashes. That's so cool. Yeah. And your mascaras. Are there any other ways you've alerted your brain to your behavior or things like that? Yeah, I think, um, so normally when, I, when I'm pulling eyelashes, I don't realize that I'm doing it, right? So it, it takes pulling out 
four, five, six, whatever. Sometimes I'll I'll pull out like a chunk of two or three, and that's when it like kind of clicks for me. It's like, oh, I'm doing this thing. It's really it comes down to an awareness. Um, because it is a compulsive disorder that that immediately means that you, you it's, it's a compulsion it's not something that you choose to do um so bringing awareness to what i am doing i think becoming more self-aware of a lot of parts of my personality and, and, and who i am um this is just one other thing that i just am aware of something that i'm aware of that i do so another one of my triggers is actually um, when I'm experiencing like physical pain. So I was initially diagnosed with trichotillomania um, like six or eight months after a car accident that I had been in in high school. Mm. Uh, I broke my lower back. I broke my pelvis. I was all kinds of messed up. I have arthritis. It's a whole thing. It's a mess. But my body has uh, grown and changed since then. I've gotten stronger. I've had weaker times. Um, but through all that, I had to recognize that like with my, when I'm not taking care of myself, when my body is physically ill and in pain, that's another time that is like hugely, hugely important for me to be paying attention to what I'm doing with my hands and how I can better take care of my body so that I'm not pulling the eyelashes. Cause that's just another situation of physical stress that absolutely affects my mental health and then my picking my pulling and then the pulling leads to shame it's all just yeah it's a cycle so i pull so then i feel bad again it's all kind of a mess but definitely something that can be managed i actually went to therapy for a while really the cognitive behavioral therapy um yeah i think i went for a year or so and it was like giving me the same tools that I kind of already had. So I, I stopped doing that. But I'm really grateful for those tools that therapy gave me. And understanding how to use them has just completely changed the disorder for me. Mm, that's awesome. I mean, you know me, I have a psych degree, but I'm the biggest like, everyone needs therapy. Everyone should be everyone. in therapy. <laughs> everyone it's true and I love what you said about how it's not just about your mental health but it's the combination like it's just one of the puzzle pieces and that taking care of your physical health your mental health spiritual health like all of the healths in one like you gotta balance it out you gotta balance yourself you know and that's the trick Mm. (laughs) Is it a Venn diagram? I have no idea. Where it's the circles and it's like you can only have like two, two. Yeah, it's like all the circles and it's like pick two. <laughs> uh, well, Savvy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I want to give everyone an opportunity to find you on the internet as far as like your social yeah. media, the things that you're doing on your platform. Like I said, doing incredible things. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited and honored that I get to be your first podcast. <laughs> so cool. I love everything that you're doing. Uh, obviously, I'm your biggest cheerleader too. But if you're following, if anybody wants to find me on the internet, my handle is HeySav pretty much everywhere. So, <laughs> um, I have Instagram that has been growing 
and that's actually been a lot of fun. Yeah. Like Instagram is very much a highlight reel, and it's it's kind of been a scary place for me to join and like want to be a part of and grow. But it's been been really cool. I think um, TikTok has helped with that. So I'm also on TikTok, obviously. Catch me talking about my love life or lack thereof. Your Twitter is okay. always popping. <laughs> um. And then I'm also on YouTube, and I love, love, love my YouTube family. It has been such a cool experience to start a channel. Um, I started doing music reactions on YouTube in February of last year. Yeah. The very end of January is when I posted my first, my first video, um, and I've made... I think almost 200 videos since then. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And your subscribers, you're exploding and you have literal celebrities in your DMs. So, you know, like, (laughs) and I, I love living vicariously through you (laughs) as your married friend and just being like, yeah, girl, you get that. Y'all, thank you so much for joining in for another episode of Sunshine and Rainbows podcast. Again, I'm your host, Manda, and I hope you enjoyed everything that Savvy and I talked about today. Before you go, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you can receive new episodes right when they're released. You can either subscribe right now in the app you're using to listen to this podcast, or you can head over to my Instagram, that Manda girl, or the podcast Instagram, Sunshine and Rainbows Pod to find out more info. Lastly, I do have a quick favor to ask before we go. Dude, if you're enjoying the podcast, I hope you'll let me know. I seriously love reading through all of your reviews, especially in Apple Podcasts. And if you have a minute to spare, I would love to read yours too. Those reviews seriously let podcast providers know that great listeners just like you enjoy the show. And that helps me expand my reach and expand in search results. So it really does make a difference. All right, that's all I have for you guys. Until next week.